Hello and welcome back to the Tough Rugby Podcast. And please to announce we've got the two usuals in the studio. Zachary Hutchinson and Harvey Parger. How are you boys? Did you have a good weekend? Are you looking forward to the rugby this weekend? Yeah, to be honest, um quite enjoyed the rugby last weekend. Kind of really looking forward to it this week, obviously. Bigger game, bit better opponents. So yeah, gonna be gonna be an exciting weekend. I was really looking forward to the Fiji France game last week, but obviously <laughs> I'm sure we'll get on to that. Um but... we, get it. we hyped it up. Like we genuinely yeah. were like excited for some running rugby versus running rugby. <laughs> it was gonna be the most, I think, undetermined game out of all the games of last weekend. But um yeah, great great, great weekend of rugby. This weekend's gonna be even better, hopefully. I guess it's always hard to watch a neutral game if you don't have any desire to watch it, e.g. you probably don't have any desire to watch a Wales, Georgia or something this weekend, but I feel the France-Fiji game was just just good ruggers and everyone was excited for it, so it's a real shame. I guess we could start chatting about that. Um, 29 positive cases have come out. I wasn't sure originally who the problem was, but obviously France will be alright this weekend to play Scotland, so it was fully Fiji. And I know it did start with like five and must have just spread, but can you see Fiji competing in the All Nations Cup or like twenty nine is a lot. I I I can't I don't know what like what do you do? There there must be contingency plans, like but like twenty nine. What the heck? I don't it know. It sounds to me like they've done absolutely nothing after one person's got it and they've just gone, I'll carry on training, it's all right. And then you see, in it's terms kind of, of just gone through yeah. everyone. In terms of going forward, like if anything, Fiji could probably aim to play like the last place playoff game. That's probably like the. But then again, the problem is like some people caught it say a week and a half ago. Other people have caught it literally yesterday. So it's such yeah, a shame it's... because we built it up in the preview for that Nations Cup that Fiji, Georgia, these are the teams that need this competition more than anyone, and COVID like. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see in the aftermath, kind of like, why has it been 29? Have they just done nothing about it? Or is it just, it's such an infective, infectious virus that it literally just spread like wildfire? Like, it'd be really interesting. They'll probably, like, World Rugby will probably have some, like, you know, judicial review or something. Sure. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a, I feel sorry for Fiji. You know, this was their moment. This is their opportunity. Live on Prime video. And, uh, yeah, I feel bad for them. Yeah. I know I'm not I'm not surprised. Um I really do enjoy their brand of rugby and I do hope if they can't get a game in the Alt Nations Cup, at least they do get a tier one nation before the before next mm. year. Because I guess if you don't play rugby for a long time, you might not be able to compete. But then again, a team that hadn't played rugby in over a year, I think it was over four hundred days, and then just went to beat the all blacks like that, Argentina. I was, think we have to oh, start on that one and just huge shout out. Pablo play Matera, the leader of all leaders, Harvey. I know you liked his when the referee brought him to the side and said, "I just want to see a bit of leadership from you." And then he yeah. quoted about, "I represent my country." I can't remember how it quite went again, but it was just something along the lines of that, wasn't it? It was, "I represent my country. I do this for them," and all this stuff. It was, it was quality. It was quality. It was, I like, I like that. I like the passion, you know, it's just, it's just pure passion. Like you saw it at the end, like just the celebrations and stuff. Like it's a huge achievement and it's not, it wasn't like an understrength. There's no such thing as an understrength all black slide. It doesn't matter who you, what all black slide. No, you they beat. rotated the week before against Australia. That was full, 
full strength. And when was the last? Like my question is, when was the last time the All Blacks went two games without winning? I think it was Probably Lions. I think it was ninety five. Well, they got beat. Yeah, I suppose the Lions too. Like they lost and drew. I think ninety five. They were on a five game losing streak, and ever since then they've been like, right, never again. But we're interested got... if this losing streak uh... continues. It'd be funny. <laughs> You've also got to say as well, um, you know. Shout out to obviously Argentina as a whole and the captain, but also good old Nicolas Sanchez. Just absolutely slowing. <laughs> those, those little swaz kicks from the touchline stuff. Just swazzing it in. Oh, it's beautiful. But that was oh. like watching it. Like for me, that was the biggest thing. It's the fact that no matter where you were in the opposition's half, if you got a penalty, three points were an offer. Mm. And just like psychologically, that was like a huge boost. I think just to know the fact that like sometimes you, you want to go to the corner, you want to build a big lead and stuff like that, but they kind of knew that all we have to do is just chip away. Mm. But um, like, and they and they got away. Yeah. They say amazing. you need to score tries to beat the All Blacks. I think Argentina just proved you don't. You don't. Their you defense was Sanchez. unbelievable. It was for every inch. And I seen a video came out about what they've all been doing during lockdown, and they're all recording, speaking about in their garage and stuff. They were. I think New Zealand might have played too much rugby since the resumption with Super Rugby Arturo and then four tests against Australia, whereas Argentina had played nothing since, I think, the World Cup, and then they just came out firing. And it'll be interesting to see if it's a flash in the pan or can they... Because if they can sustain a bid for the Rugby Championship, that'll be unbelievable for rugby because New Zealand and I won from free in the Rugby Championship because a few of those Bledisloe Cup games didn't count. So... <laughs> They really have not started that competition well at all. And if Australia or Argentina could just put a bit of pressure on, and then that's two rugby championships that New Zealand haven't won. I don't yeah, know. Like, it's just Who even are this New Zealand team? Are yeah. they even are they even that good? Like, I think everyone's just hyping them up, to be honest. Like I feel I feel bad for the coach because I've watched I remember watching the, the Primal or Nothing series in the All Blacks. Fascinating if you haven't watched it. Um but I just remember like them like having like a cut of like a an audio bit on one of the radios and it was like i don't think the guy was basically like i don't think a 94 percent winning rate is good enough and you're like go home like that's stupid um so like two games in a row losing like the new, oh, they're calling for blood they'll come out and win 50 next but yeah it's, <laughs> it's just starting to get a bit funny it is like three in a row. who do they play next um, yeah. back to Australia. I assume maybe I think this week it's Australia, Argentina, and then New Zealand are back the week after. That's the awkward okay. thing with three teams is that yeah, one team's always got a rest. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun anyway. Like I'm looking forward to all the pressure being you on just, New Zealand. I think, I think they might be playing. I think they might be playing. Uh, that might just be Argentina's fixtures. They're playing Argentina on the 28th Saturday. Ooh. Um. Nicholas Sanchez is going to be... Yeah, so it's Argentina-Australia this week and then back to Argentina-New Zealand the week after. There you go. So, yeah, no, I hope the Rugby Championship is is another shock there and it really starts opening up because I'd start tuning in if that's the case. I know I do kind of tune in already, but I'd fully tune in at EG getting up at 6am if Argentina have yeah. a chance to win the Rugby Championship. Yeah. I said a few seasons back the Jaguareses were looking good and... They got the Super Rugby final a few years ago and Argentina just had a per World Cup. I was hyping them up for this World Cup. I thought they could have got semis and it's good to see they're back and they just had a 
They had a bad World Cup, but they remembered their bad World Cup and they responded. I think everyone's forgotten about their bad World Cup, but when you've got a leader of men, which they have, it it helps a lot. I blow my dead eye. Here's a final question just before we get on to the Nations Cup. Do you feel New Zealand lack a leader of men, like a proper blood coming out the head? I play for my country type fella because they have all these stars, Mwanga, Booty Barrett, Jody Barrett, Caleb Clark. They've all this excitement, but where's their... I know Sam Cain's the captain and he's leading well, but have they got that iconic leader? Didn't read Mitch, Richie McCaw. Dan Carter, kind of the person like, that'll just win them yeah. the game. Like, I think, like you, look, like, you look at New Zealand over the past kind of 20 years almost, and obviously Richie McCaw has been the leader for, you know, the 12 or so years of that time. And, like, so for over half, they've had Richie McCall. And the game, you could tell, like, for example, tell for when we were in the Aviva 2013, and Ireland should should have won. That was painful. Uh, it hurts. But it was the fact that they just had Richie McCall, a leader of men, on that pitch at, like, 82 minutes to rally the troops, to keep them calm and to go. Um, and you see that throughout the kind of past 20 years of the All Blacks and stuff. And just, I don't know, like if, if, what I'm trying to say is that the thing is with Richie McCaw is that he grew into the role and he grew into the great leader and captain, one of the greatest of all time, basically. And just Sam Kane, he's been around for a while, you know, he hasn't really had time to sort of step into the role. I just think, do they maybe go with like a Bud and Barrett? Do they maybe go with a younger figure who's an incredible player, incredible leader, but actually let them grow into the role? and therefore become like a Richie McCaw, if that makes sense. I guess we'll get on to a bit more of that later because James Ryan's been given the captaincy for this weekend, but Mm, I've always been a fan of Sam Warburton got it when he was 23, Ryan's potentially now getting at 24. I like a decade and you're a captain for a decade. I like that a lot, but it's easier said than done. And I feel there are generational players to come around every once in a while. You've seen Steve Jarrett got it when he was 23, took it off Sammy Hoopia, and... (laughs) Usually when you get it that young, you've by the time you're in your 30s and you start winning the big trophies over and over again, that's when you come. And I'm sure credit to Argentina once again. Any Argentinians out there know we've got a big Argentinian fan base, but we're not saying New Zealand like leaders, New Zealand are rubbish now. We're saying that was an unbelievable achievement. It was. Well done. And if you back up against Australia and go two from two, I'm buying an Argentina top. Set it here. Oh, here. I think like, I'll top. happily join you with that. I was actually looking. Their kit is decent. Such a nice kit. Is such a nice kit. I might like, just buy an Argentina just... cup regardless, I'll be honest. Yeah, I was going to say. Even if you lose. Just don't anyway, on to the, onto the Art Nations up. Cup. Not really the equivalent of an Argentina, but we didn't see any David and Goliath stories, but we did see... Georgia have 39 seconds in England's <laughs> 22 for the whole game. I think, like, in you're fact, saying that's not David and Goliath. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like with, like, with like, I don't know. Like, I feel for I feel for Georgia. You know what I mean? Like, I think the coach came out and made a really good point before the game. He was just like, "Don't judge us this time round. Judge us like next time." We've actually, so we actually have our first ever time kind of like properly playing these big teams and stuff like that. Like it was like it was men versus boys 
Like I, I, I watched it on Saturday. It was just men versus boys. Like I tell you one thing: for all the slabbering we've maybe given Italy over the past couple of weeks, yeah, Italy never, that. Italy never once played the way Georgia played. Like Georgia were per, but at the same time, they don't have the experience. You know, it's like, like Argentina. Big... How how long have Argentina be were in the rugby championship until they got a win? There must have been a few years, and then eventually, I think they won. Was it they beat they beat Australia when they had a two and is Flyer the two and one and he dropped it on the line and Argentina won. Mm. That was like their first big win in the rugby championship, and it just is that first win, and it takes a few years. And I I see what you're saying there, Zach, about the Georgia coaches just wanting that time, but. I guess, Harvey, from your perspective, you were never really worried about Georgia, but was there anyone from an England perspective that you've seen? Obviously, the Ireland team is announced, but not the England. Was there anyone that you've seen that you're like, right, you need to go again this week, you're you're undroppable? I think it was just a solid performance. I don't think there was any kind of screaming. Like, like you said, it was kind of men v boys, wasn't it, in a way? So there was no one, you know, Jamie George hat trick, but that was kind of literally down to right, let's just do the basics because let's be honest, we can do it a lot better than they can. Um, yeah. I think it was also from, I know there was a lot of heat based on the, I think it was the closed session they had the, you know, a couple of months ago, start of the year with Georgia when there was a bit of a tussle up. Um, and that was largely down to the physical sides of both the teams, particularly because Georgia pride themselves, I guess, on their pack and that's like their their thing. So I think we were really determined to go out there and just go, look, you might be able to rock, you might be able to maul, you might be able to scrum, but we can do it a lot better than you guys. And I think we went out there and did that. Um, so yeah, from that perspective, Jamie George, but he's going to play anyway. So um, yeah. I guess I guess there was no real standout who I wouldn't have said was like a regular, if you know what I mean. It was full, more or less full strength side. The thing that I really like seeing was Jonathan Joseph on the wing and then him popping up in the middle of the pitch and setting up the Elliott Daily try just to show like, I know we had he had Slade, Lawrence, Marchant, and Joseph all involved. So he had like four or five centers all yeah. involved in the one game. So he's trying to change the game, Eddie, in terms of um kind of using the centers on the wing, get your best players on. I seen Ireland were like, can we not try and get Chris Farrell on the wing? Like there's a balance. I know our old coach Richard Beggs, he uh he <laughs> loved to play centers on the wings. I know we'll be listening to this, but um <laughs> just because he always wanted to get his best players on the pitch but I do honestly think Jonathan Joseph is the best winger currently that they can pick from as well as like well he's not the best 13 well he could be but mm. he is but because Lawrence and Marchant aren't good enough but like whenever it's fit he's not good enough to start 13 but he p- might be able to on the wing ahead of maybe Watson or Daly or I feel if Joseph wants more caps, it's on the wing for him. It probably is, yeah. I still think there's a lot of competition on the wing. There's a hell of a lot of competition. You've got, you know, just outside of the guys that are obviously named in the 25-man squad for the weekend, you've still got, I know I love him, Joe Cockenasiga. <laughs> you've got uh, Rory McConaughey. You've got, you know, there's, there's there's honestly loads of them. And that's not even including the ones that, like I said, are in the, in the side. Johnny May, Anthony Watson, Ollie Thorley, those guys. Like, there's a lot of competition wherever you are in that back in the backs in England, to be honest. Um, yeah, it might be. I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess I do slightly agree with you because I think he did look good. And it's a different angle that he's coming from, I guess. He's a lot more, he's got a lot more experience and positioning in that middle. So coming at it, coming from the attack from that kind of angle might be a way through. Um, 
but I feel like it only really works. I'd, I'd like to see it against like an established team because I feel like there's just so many holes against a team like Georgia that you can just kind of exploit that side of things. But if you're playing against the real solid, a real solid, you know, line, is he going to be able to have that much of an impact? I, I think he's one, he's one of the best outside breakers in the in rugby. Like in terms of that hick step and getting on the outside, I know James Hume's starting to make it his own, but. Jonathan Joseph is one of the best uh, outside line breaks and he's seen it for the try and I assume he'll be involved again. I know he went off injured, but I assume he'll be involved again for the Ireland game and we'll get onto a preview very shortly. But Do you think he's a um, Lions contender? Yes. If he can play wing and centre, that's massive. Hashtag yeah, midweek. Sure. I know my whole squad's based on people that have versatility can play midweek, but I think he's even an option then for a 23 match yeah. day squad if he can cover positions honestly you need to be a Jordy Barrett to get in squads and what if you are you're in I know I wrote an article yeah, about rugby true. becoming a 23 man game and versatility but, but he's for me for me right now honestly I think Jonathan Joseph is my 20, 23rd person I don't think he's good enough to st- I don't think he's going to start but like see to have him coming off the bench if you know you Jonathan probably going to be Jonathan Davis if Sarah gets injured or whoever on the wing gets injured, you can just slot them in. So I still uh, feel like having someone who can play wing and establish 15 is still more important. Mm, true. But, but, but I do the, agree yeah. that versatility is not going to hinder him. Let's put it that way. Let, let us know when you want us to react again to our Lions teams. I know it's going to be a good breeze. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. because we have All to I'm going to say is Joey Carberry's on the plane for Zach and he hasn't played since <laughs> Zach's been on the plane. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll get on more to England and Ireland later on. I guess we'll finish now by talking about maybe Scotland. Five in a row. Five in a row. That's decent. And like they've beaten Wales and France. Is it Wales, France, and then Italy twice? Like good sides they're putting away. They're not beating Georgia five times. (laughs) Yeah, and like to be fair, it's it's all the time it's, you know, good teams just – find a way to win when they're on an off day like to be honest Saturday was an off day for Scotland they just weren't clicking Wheel, uh, Italy played some great rugby at times like the Minotti try was decent um, you know and but they but they still found a way to win still eventually grinded it out it's kind of often the case with Italy but I like that Italy just putting the statement down we are not losing 14 nil every it game was, we're, you know we're it was a big statement right? it was up. almost like yeah it was almost like a mental victory I think for Italy in a way you know, like it was still a big statement. It was still they'll still feel good about it. But compared watching them play Scotland, who are on a hot streak, compared to Georgia against England, you know they'll be they'll know fine rightly. There's no questions for the foreseeable future in terms of their place in the Six Nations. I like it though. I like how they want to prove this. Like, sh- be quiet, right? We we're not as good as everyone in the Six Nations, but we're a lot better than these little yite teams that are want to get into it. <laughs> like they're like in that awkward little middle ground. Yeah. Well, they said there was a stat that said something along the lines of France, it took France like 60 years to win the Six Nations from the time that they were first put in the Five Nations, whatever you want to call it back then, when they were first put into it. Like, it, this takes a lot of time. This takes a hell of a lot of time to get a team to be competitive. So, Which Italy is, will be yeah. going the right way. They're going the right way, but we just got to be patient. And like you said, they're showing that they're not, they're not like, you know, they're not Georgia. <laughs> but a bit like Argentina, they got to back it up. they got to come yeah, out. This is, this is the thing with Italy. Yeah. They show bits of promise, and then they go five years without winning a Six Nations game, or whatever it yeah. is for. Like, it's, 
they show moments of brilliance and they have done over the past 20 years it's about building a strong platform and can keep building and keep going um which to be fair i think well, what they're doing you know with the money like the money like 20 year olds in that team is ridiculous um but i think i think that's the way they gotta go they just gotta be viewing the world cup in like 12 years yeah you see that's <laughs> what australia are doing just picking a load under 20s stars yeah. and then just taking the odd humping but in the long run it'll come good in 2023 yeah, exactly. what about scotland in terms of uh van de merve I, I, i've been calling him every pod saying watch this man unbelievable he is, he is a dark horse for the lions being serious he is he is he really genuinely, i think he goes at the moment like he's he really on. good he's decent like his he's huge like the line like his try on saturday like doesn't matter if anyone was marking him they weren't stopping him you know like the line he had it was just i think um on the on the prime video whatever it was the commentators were saying like it's just such a hard it was such a good line. The defenders just weren't going to pick him up. But even if they did, they weren't stopping him. Like, he's an absolute machine. Um, Surely you know, Hogg, like, ever since he dropped that ball over the line, he's he's been yeah. the leader among men. and He has. He's brought that with a mentality from, I feel, bringing in Hidalgo Klein. And I know it was great to see him again, along with Chunky Donkey. Bringing in these winners that win trophies. It is yeah. just that culture then of Johnny Gray, Hidalgo Klein, and Hogg, who yeah. won the double come to scotland keep winning it's culture lad we say it every week and they're building <laughs> that winning culture and they're playing france this week and we'll get into previews a bit later on but they'll fancy their chances 100 percent. yeah honestly um yeah i think they will and france should look out because scotland won't have an off game against france this time i tell you um it's gonna be fascinating yeah, it's gonna be fascinating but i guess i guess now we'll um We'll get onto the preview of Ireland, England, and then we'll do a bit of. This is why we're here. We'll, we'll this do, is we'll definitely do, why we're here. We'll do yeah, a just, preview for the other stuff. games and just say who we're going to win and maybe briefly touch upon wheel sinking ship. But we've given wheel sinking ship enough airtime. There's no more to say other than it's continuing to sink. Um, <laughs> so, England, Ireland. Ireland team has been announced. If yes. I'm just going to run through it for any listeners that somehow missed it. Uh, we've got Keane Healy. He's going to go well into the hundreds. He is. Kelleher <laughs> in over Rob Herring. Andrew Porter, Quinn Rue deserves to be in there. James Ryan, captain, which we'll come on to. Uh, CJ Stander, six. Keelan Doris, eight. Peter Manny, seven. Gibson Park retains his place. Ross Byrne, Bundiaki, Chris Farrell, Keith Earls back in the side. James Lowe and Hugo Keenan, a fullback with a bench of... Herring, Ed Byrne, Finlay Beelham, uh, Ian Henderson, Will Connors, Connor Murray, Billy Burns, and he's got his little friend with him there, Jacob Stockdale. Um, good side. And we were just saying earlier yeah. about how we've been crying out not to use Sexton, Murray, and yep. all this. And that is so fresh. That's so new. And I'd love to have a start on how many changes from the last World Cup game against New Zealand to now, but I'm liking the look of that team a lot. I, to be honest, like the way just, it, it looks good. Like it, it's exciting from one to 23, not just the first 15, but just the, the guys he has on the bench, you know, Will Connors, um, even, you know, Stockdale, they kind of come off the bench when the gaps get bigger, just naturally as people get tired around 60, 70 minutes. Like it's just, I'm excited. 
like I'm just I'm 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 happy that it's finally happening. You know, like the like it's first time in ages that neither Murray or Sexton have been nine and ten. Like Gibson Park deserves that though. He was so he good does. against he Wales. Was, he was fantastic, honestly. Like sniping, oh, just actually. So I watched quick. I watched I watched the replay on Prime because you can do that, which is actually you know <laughs> decent. But honestly, like I haven't been so happy just watching Ireland. I just like wanting to kind of keep watching it. Like sometimes you're just like ah, oh, we're winning, whatever. But like, to just, oh, I was honestly like I'm I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. It's like excited for Saturday. Um, just on a just relating back to what you just said, self. Um, to answer your question, uh, five of the players who played against New Zealand are playing. Um, and I guess Keith Earls is probably not as regular as he was back then, so you can kind of put that as five and a four and a half. But yeah, that's five of the players that are playing against England this weekend played in the last game. Crazy. Honestly. That being CJ Stander, Peter Amani, uh, Keen Healy, Keith Earls, and James Ryan. Just on Peter Amani, I know I said to Harvey earlier on the week, I wanted Peter Amani to start this game, not because of how good Peter Amani is, but just the way that he gets stuck in, he'll grab, he'll grab Marutoji by the neck and start pushing and shoving him like he did with Alan Jones, and he'll just get in your face great. and cause a nuisance. Yes, he's you need not- that. He's you not need that against the dark it, art. The dark arts of Maratoje. You need someone who can put up against him. And yeah. uh, Peter Romani's definitely one. We, I guarantee you, I'll put a tenner on it right now. We will see both of them fist against each other's necks at least once during the game. At least yeah. once. But like that's what what I love. What I what I love about Peter Romani though is especially I think in light of Ryan being captain, I think there needs to be. Some someone of Peter Manny's stature, you know, who is who is a who is a leader to kind of help him and kind of back him um, as he kind of takes that role on, which is good. But like, it's just pure passion. You're like in these big games, it doesn't matter who's in form. Like Will Connor is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. And like, obviously, who's gonna chop Billy Vanapola? Because um, Will Connors definitely will. But at the same time, it's just the passion. That's what you want in games like this. Crowd. To be honest, you want it more of the fact there is no crowd. No, because you've got you've got Keen Ely, a hundred caps. You've got CJ yeah. Stander, who's Captain Monster. Peter Manny, who is Monster's captain, and then you've just got Keith Earls there, eighty odd caps. Conor Murray on the bench to give James Ryan the captaincy. I do hope when Sexton goes, probably I'd say Sexton's going to play in the Six Nations because you can't lie. Watching the highlights again, it just reminded me Sexton was really good in that first 20 minutes and he was made a line break and he was looking exciting. He's on form. Looks like he might get on the plane for a final Lions tour. Then after that, I'm saying there's no point in continuing to invest in him because 2023 is not going to make it round. But if anyone will, it'll be Sexton. But I feel he's it was either Guy Ringrose or James Ryan, and Ringrose is injured, but I know Ringrose captain Leinster before Ryan captain Leinster, but... I think it's... It's, it's like a tough one out of the two of them, because you either go for your Paul O'Connell or you're going for your Brian O'Driscoll, and <laughs> I do feel Ryan... Both of them are first names on the team sheet, nearly both of them, in terms of... It feels like to me, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but, like, I... If I relate it to football, I always see that the, the the captain has to be either your CDM or a defense or a keeper. Like that's just how it is. Like I, and in rugby, I see your captain has to be like either either like your ten or someone in the pack, like back row or second row. 
Don't know why. I just feel, I don't know why that is. Seven. But, Seven. Yeah. Is the yeah. Back row. Back row is obviously yeah. your, your most common one. But here's a question: Like, when was the last time a prop was? It, do you know of a prop that was a captain? Obviously, you got Roy Best hooker. Like, when yeah. was the last time you heard like a tight head? Got Dylan Hartley as well. There's a few hookers that there's um, there's hookers, but props. You know? Stephen Moore for that's a question. Just that's, don't that's get respect, research. do they? Give there's the armband to Ken Healy. Probably they probably don't because just, they can't fit around his arm. I feel you well, know Phil Vickery. Phil Vickery captain England a bit before going into the 2007 World Cup. Before he got injured, just throwing a bit of knowledge out there. Um, so he was <laughs> he was a captain, but it knowledge. is. I think the reason is that they don't play the full game, so you want your captain on there for the crunch moments, and props don't play yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. the hookers. Uh, fair enough. Do, but yeah. Yes, he does. No, James, like watching, I don't know if you saw it on Saturday, but the decision making, whether to go for post, whether to go for the corner, who's the other person with Johnny Saxon, James Ryan. He's learning um, the game. It's just, it's just, just noticed like Johnny Saxon. I remember at points Johnny Saxon actually asking James Ryan his thoughts. James Ryan's gave his thoughts, and then Johnny, it looked as if he made the decision based on Ryan's decision. Like he's being groomed for it. Like he is. Like we talk about Richie McCall, leader among men. He will be the Richie McCall of Ireland in this generation. Like I, I'll say it right now. I fully believe it. He's an absolute baller. That's he's what not. you need, though, because you've got you've got ten years right there lined up, yeah. armband yeah. round him, and it never comes off. Ten years. That's what you want. We've been crying out for this for for how long for the Ireland squad to just give him the captaincy and build the team around that, build the team around yeah. the longevity it's, and a project. I'm just going. Uh, Peter Romano is most experienced. We'll give it to him. They've actually gone right. Let's give it to the guy yeah. who needs to get used to sticking his arm round, arm armband round his arm, and um, yeah, see what he can do. I just he feel is. maybe he needs to grow that personality. I don't think he's a very loud character, or a. But I like that. I like Roy Best was never loud. He was just yeah. calm and influence. I feel Ryan is a calm influence and definitely a leader by example, rather than what I'm renowned for is just chatting rubbish and trying to get something to land. Uh, I was never renowned as my leadership skills. Um, but anyway, another key decision is Ross Burns starting at 10 over Billy Burns. And we've said it a few times, but is this Ross Burns' chance? Uh, yeah, pretty much, because time is ticking. Because Sexton will play the next Six Nations. But and that's it. But if you're Ross Byrne, this is it because people are coming up behind you. Um, I, I'm not surprised Andy Farrell doesn't trust Billy Burns to stick him in. Um, I think it's fair enough, but it is. This is it. I think it was I know looking at the media and all, it was close. It was a close decision between Billy or Ross. And I think Ross Burns just got a bit more experience. Last time he went down, though, for the World Cup warm up game, he got absolutely hockeyed and ended up not making the squad. So he will want to put that put that right and the one thing I do like and I feel he's been picked on is his goal kicking Billy Burns isn't a frontline goal kicker Cooney kicks for Ulster whereas Ross Byrne is a 90% plus goal kicker and that's what I want I want to know you're going to nail this every time yeah especially in Saturday's game you know that's what you need you just need to know you need to have the confidence boost we're talking about Argentina you know penalty anywhere inside the opposition's half you need off. that as an option. If you don't feel like that's a viable option, which you might not if Billy Burns is your 10, you end up risking a lot more going for going for corners and stuff. And then before yeah. you know it, you're 10 points behind and you can't just chip away. You have to just go for it. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. So, yeah, like it's Ross Burns. It's a big, big chance for him. Don't want to kind of, you know, be... No, his brother's going to take his spot in a year anyway. 
Yeah. I've been like watching it's... Lancer matches <laughs> just to see sure. how good this Harry Burn chap is. Been watching him for the last last four about four last four Leinster games, and he is the real deal. Like he's just, I I just I can't really describe him, but like he's just effortless the way he plays and the way he kicks the corners and his goal kicking just looks like just makes it look so easy. Um, but he's got a lot to learn, and I know Harry Burn is starting week in week out. And that's great for him, and I do hope he gets involved against Georgia, but. I feel sorry for Ross. Like, you're literally starting for your country against England and people are still talking about your little brother. I know the feeling of your little brother's better rugby than you and it's not a nice feeling to have, <laughs> but when you're actually good, like Ross Byrne, it must be even more frustrating. But I know in his head, and probably in Harry's head, Ross is the man, older brother, always looked up to him and fair play to him. Just hope well. he takes it. Just hope he goes out there and just... Yeah, he's not that type it, of player, it, it but makes, it makes you know it makes everyone better because it's competition. Um, no longer is you know Harry Byrne kind of destined for the throne, but actually has to work for it. You know, like it, it it helps everyone if if he puts in a really a really good shift, which I think he will. Like he is he's a great player. It's just the fact that he's just he's just been unlucky in terms of the generation that he's found himself in. Yeah, you see, um, it would be a Madigan. That's why Madigan left is that he couldn't yeah. get a game. Um, and like, yeah. I think talking to people who left, shout out to Chris Farrell. <laughs> you know, all it started a five mile town high, like, and look at him now. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's decent. He's a good player. I do like Chris Farrell, and I think, I don't know if it's a weakness, but England are more kind of, if I don't know, Harvey will get onto it now, uh, who you want to see because the England squad doesn't get announced yet because they're not cool and don't announce it so early. But we're forward nah, back in. Ford's back in the squad, so do you think he'll go Ford, Farrell, Slade, and then, uh, and then in my opinion, then you just go straight down the Ford channel with Chris Farrell and Bundyaki, and that's that's positive. I don't, Whereas uh, yeah, if you go like, Farrell, yeah, I I know I uh, I'm going like, to go out there. I think well, Joseph's re- Joseph's returning, isn't he? Well, not like he he had a spasm, but he's all right. Yeah, he's in the. He's I've in got the a feeling. Joseph might actually play 13. Um, and Slade will play 12, Farrell 10, and we'll have Ollie Thorley out on the wing. Um, I've done a lot media that Ollie Thorley might be involved, which is interesting. Um, I, do I do rate him, I must say. But I think would it's you throw be... him in now? Yeah. yeah. 100%. I know. Uh, Eddie, the way, 100%. The way England... I've been watching the videos of him in training, and he looks the part. I know it's just training, but he looks the part. He's, like he's, got, he's got fire. He's got fire under his belly. And he, he, I just can, I can imagine him just pounding his way through, and I could just, yeah, I don't know. I like the look of Oli Thorley. I've been looking at him for the last few years, just thinking, just watching highlights of him, and stuff, thinking something about him that looks good. Um, he's decent. He just looks decent. powerful. He's got the build. He's got everything about him. Um, so I think he might. I've got a feeling he might start. But or I could be wrong. young Oli Lawrence, but I guess you've given him a taster, a bit like Jack Willis got a taster and got sent sent back to. His club, um, which is harsh because I, I thought Jack... I don't get that. It's just what Eddie does. He makes you work for yeah. it. Makes you work but for it is... more than you're not. You you're not coming but... in pulling. You're not coming in pulling one good performance against Georgia and then just getting yourself a lineup in Ireland. That's not how against Ireland. That's not how it works. You don't go from playing whatever Georgia ranked are to playing one of the top ten teams in the world. You don't. It's just that's not Eddie's way. You don't. Your your introduction game has to be. You have to go out there and prove it against Georgia. Then you have to go out and prove it against. 
it's harsh it is Italy or Wales then you have to go out and prove like that's it or Scotland you have to go out and do that you can't he's not just going to chuck you in like so I do see what he's doing and Jack, Jack Wells is going to go and offer even more to his game but I do think he's the best seven and he is because Curry well, on the hills back isn't he Curry is not a night night seven otherwise he would be but Curry's a bit like Trent Alexander-Arnold you forget how young he is now that he's established and you just get used to him being there yeah. Um, but yeah, be harsh on Underhill to drop him. But Willis, I feel very unlucky not to get even a spot on the bench. I know he does like Ben Earl. Ben Earl is also very young, and honestly, don't, like don't forget Big Lewis. Don't forget Big Lewis. In terms of a toss-up between, I think Ludlam and all a bit behind. But in terms of Ben Earl v Willis, that's tight. Because Ben Earl has been playing was playing great for Saracens and top dry scorer and stuff. He's playing great for and then Bristol. Move to Bristol, like good options, and yeah, you need you need to work for it with Eddie. You don't just get put in. I'd love to see what Eddie would do if he's in charge of Ireland. He would do a lot of interesting things. Yeah, I think we're going to see a very regular back row these days. I think we're going to see Curry on the hill and Billy. Um, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what we're going to see. Um, I think that was his plan all along. To be honest, I don't think that I don't think I think he knew that before the Georgia game even happened. I think he was always going to be that back row as long as they all stayed fit. Yeah. That was always the way it was going to be. Um, and you know what he's like when he's got a plan. The plan is the plan. So, yeah. yeah. No, there you I'm, go. I'm with you on that one. Like it's going to be honestly, it's going to be such. It's going to be such a good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Where I'm do you think Prime. the um, the game? Obviously, you've talked about selection there, but where do you think it's won and lost? Do you think it's a Farrell v Burn type game, or do you think it's going to be the power game again? And Boys like yeah, Peter Manny and Keane Healy, actually, can they get up to that physicality? Can they get up in their faces? It is. It's, it's the it's, power it's, game. Yeah, it's going to be one of the last in the forward pack. Um, 100%. Um, and I think we're just going to steamroll you in the scrums and stuff, and just that'll be that. And I think it... Oh, yeah, enough of your crap. I think as well, like... <laughs> I think it's... I think it's... <laughs> um, I say it in love. But I think it's even why it's actually more of a bigger game for Ross Byrne. Not necessarily the fact that di- it's not necessarily the distribution side of his game, which is going to be the biggest part to play on Saturday. It's just his commanding ability to command the troops, command the forwards, because it's going to be one and lost up front. Um, so that's why it's kind of, I think, a bigger game for him. Um, yeah, like it's it's going to be great. Like I'm, I'm, gen- like I'm really looking forward to it. If he does line up like he did with Joseph on the right wing, that is Joseph v James Lowe. That's that's a great matchup. Like, James Lowe's James Lowe's getting stepped, but he'll also bounce him. So it's a bit of like James a... Lowe in on his debut just just wanted it. He was he was niggly. He was up in your face. He was that's what you want. constantly getting involved. He, they always say James Lowe's the type of player that you hate him unless he's on your team. But like mm-hmm. a Toje and. Really impressive debut, and I just feel he's going to want to prove himself on the biggest stage now against England, obviously second in the world. And I can just see him doing something. I can just bouncing through and getting over and uh, getting his wee bun and just squeezing it a bit just to after it's messed up a bit. What do you think of uh, Stockdale being uh, number he's 23? Not, he's not 100% fit, which I do feel plays a factor in it. You're not fit. You're not on the team. No, you can still get twenty off him off the bench. Um, I feel yeah, long I term he'll not be if you not if you're in a what in a red roses top. I'll be honest, but that's the excuse you want to give, I. It's just different philosophies, you know. 
You need, you need impact, like. If he's got a little niggle, he's got a niggle. Well, like, there's still, there's, you know, I reckon Conway will still go with the match day squad. You know what I mean? Like, like it was a last minute for Stockdale. And I think it's right he put Stockdale and Henderson on the bench. Um, and I think, I think it's, I think it definitely adds the, the right. And call. Herring and Billy Burns, like, we're, we're dominating the bench. Yes. <laughs> yeah, more players than Connick, that's all that matters. Uh, and then you literally look at the, <laughs> you look at the island. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so Leinster, isn't it? <laughs> Still. Always will be. Nah, Earl's low. Like, I like the new back. And huge game for Hugo Keenan. I think he will get bombed. And he's looked solid in the air. And if he yeah, does again, that's him, him in then for a while. Yeah. This he's is his final test. Him. I back him. I do. Let's I do see how he can him. do I'm against for him, but I back Big him. Johnny. Big Just Johnny on the spot, flying up with him. See what he can do. There's no doubt that England haven't, though, Harvey been playing very well. Like, you haven't hit the ground running against Italy and then took a while against Georgia. Like, his first test in Ireland, they've been out in Paris. They've played Wales. They're probably better prepared. Um, but they've both been, they've not been pretty wins, but they've been convincing. They've been very convincing. I think. I don't. I think I don't know. Yeah, everyone, do everyone yeah. puts England on this pedestal because we were in the final and everything. Of like, we're just going to go out there and do what New Zealand do and win like sixty nil against the team, seventy nil against the teams that are bad. But we will always, always, always be within a shout, always. And we will always like we go into every single game, no matter who we're playing, expecting to win it, and most of the time being favourites to win it. No matter what kind of performances we've pulled recently, whatever, whatever's happened, I feel like. We can just reserve. We've, there's so many plans of Eddie's sleeve where it can, it can just, we can put it to basics and we're fine with that. But then we can also play this bomb, bombing rugby, fast paced rugby, open expansive. We can do both. I don't feel like there's a plan where a team can come out and bamboozle us. So we might be struggling, but no matter what, we will always grind points out. Always. It's yeah. Be like I think, yeah, I think the Georgia Titanic. game, like, you were completely dominant with the weather. You're probably knocking off 20 points off what, what would have been the score. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like, I think it's just more, the, the longer you kind of, the longer you go without really turning it on, does that inhibit the ability to turn it on? If that makes sense. I know what you mean. Um, know what you mean. It's the, yeah, it's dependent on which way we're going. Are we going further away from a good performance or are we going closer to a good performance? Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. Like. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be great rugby. I think both sides will turn up. I think, I think it's gonna be close. I think we should get onto predictions now. I think it's not gonna be a steamroll. I think it's gonna be close. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be a good England Ireland game. We've I'm had one for a while, and I'm just going to edge Ireland eighteen fifteen. It's gotta be. You know, you gotta. You gotta James Lowe's played massive part in that. Huh? I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for a twenty. I'm gonna go for a thirty. 24 kind of higher scoring game um to Ireland obviously um I'm gonna go go on give you justification and then I'll go sorry I'm getting eager go on no go on ahead I was gonna say uh, I'm saying 28-14 ooh to England obviously um obviously. yeah I feel like I, I honestly think it's gonna be a close game but I think it's gonna be one of those where there's just gonna be a few key errors from Ireland players um, and I can see England just taking full advantage of them. For example, yeah. I don't know. I can see just like, I can see an interception. Don't know why. I can see one in my head. Don't know if it's going to come. I've got a feeling Farrell's going to throw a flailer. Chris Farrell. Don't know why. It's just in my head. 
Um, yeah, and if know. it's like, there, I've got to say it. For me, I've, I do have questions. As much as it's a big game for Ross Byrne, it's just it's kind of like it's kind of that evil reward. It's going to be amazing, or it's not going to be great. Like I think for him, just missing that maybe leadership of Johnny Sexton in the backs might be a bit costly at times. But um, I'm Murray just, off I'm the just, bench. I'm excited. Like, I'm ex- I like yeah. I like bringing Murray on for the last twenty to close. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Closed it well against Wales. Closed it out well. Watching Ross Byrne and Gibson Park's going to be good because they're used to each other, which is a benefit for you guys. Um, and But it's going to be interesting to see how they can deal because England are renowned for just incredibly fast line speed. And if we can get up there, like, it would just be nice to see what you can do. Is Byrne going to be flicking out these little dinks and the, you know throwing out the tricks? Who knows? Cross um, kick to low, man. It's on. Yeah, potentially. And you could be exactly right. You could be exactly right. Um, but we'll just see how you deal with it. We'll see how you deal with it. I don't know. I feel like the last few times we played you, you've looked very disconnected, um, and our pressure kind of just makes you falter at times, and I feel like that's how we've won the games recently. It's just by you guys having some key errors because you just can't deal with the pressure, um, and I don't know. There's some obviously leaders on that team, but I feel like the boys who are going to have the ball in their hands, mm, that's what I think is going to let you down, personally. Well, it's going to be Great either way. I'm excited for next week's pod when um, we dissect Ireland's winning yeah. performance. But yeah, just quickly <laughs> then, just this, just, just just one, just one word on all the other games. Just say you're so Wales, Georgia, big Welsh win back on the bandwagon. Recovered. <laughs> Georgia win. Go on, Georgia yeah, win. Why Georgia, not? Stick a five run, guys. Like, <laughs> heard it here first, and then I guess the only other big one. It's a shame that like, Fiji's called off because that could have been a chance for Fiji to go on the map, but um. The other good one is the Scotland France. Do you see France showing their class still, or do you? F- I think that's going to be an nitty gritty, and where, France where is just it at? grind it out. That's Scotland. Is this is in Scotland? Um, as a person currently kind of about an hour from Edinburgh on the train, it's a very. <laughs> it's not been great weather this week. Whether or not that's at the weekend, I'm not sure, but very windy conditions. Um. I think forecast will probably be a play a factor. It's just natural. Like at Scotland, like you're either playing pristine, crisp night or you're playing absolute downpour. Um, yeah. So I think that'll play a factor. If it is a downpour, probably age Scotland, just kind of based on experience. Um, but I'll probably just give the edge to Scotland either way, to be honest. Um, I think Scotland are on a good run, but to be honest, France are my, at the moment, favourites to win the World Cup. So I'm saying France win. And I think it's going to be convincing. I'm going to actually change my prediction and say, well, I do think France will win, but I'm going to say if Scotland win, Scotland win the Autumn Nations Cup, and we'll leave it there. Ooh! <laughs> six in a row. I tell you, they're going to win six in a row. So remember to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you next week when I'm sure two of us or one of us will be. Well, two, well no, two of us will be. Running from ear to ear. Two of us will um, either be happy or. The opposite. <laughs> Remember to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, sir.